I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back to the Katie's podcast. We are so, so thankful you're here again listening to us. We are. Yes, so thankful. And we just passed a major holiday. The major holiday. The holiday. The the one the that one. trumps them all. And um, so we're going to ask each other how our Christmases were, but we also want to know how your Christmas was. So reach out to us in all the usual channels and let us know. But yeah, let us know. Katie Hale, how was your Christmas? Well, my Christmas was busy. It was not very restful in a lot of ways, but we did... We were able to carve out some rest after the fact, which was really, really nice. But we just have a lot of family. We had a lot of stuff going on. And, That's so fun. Um, yeah, it was really, really fun. And it was also, you know, this was our first year that our son is, you know, he's a toddler. So he's engaged and part of everything. And we're just realizing like, all right, we got we to gotta do a little bit less from here on <laughs> yeah. out. Like we got to <laughs> have some boundaries moving forward. And it's hard because we love every part of our family and we want mm-hmm. to do everything but we're just realizing we can't we can't do it all and we want yeah. him to you know be able to enjoy parents that are peaceful and relaxed on Christmas and not have it be just a stressful thing like mm-hmm. it should be something that's reflective and joyful and beautiful for our kids as well as for us yeah. so it was just it was a good like learning curve kind of a year absolutely <laughs> but, that totally makes sense yeah but it was it was good overall and I mean we have just awesome families that I'm so grateful we live close to and we didn't have to get stuck at airports for a week or yeah I mean the crazy stuff other people are dealing with so I'm grateful for that but well, that's so sweet yeah that. thank you what about you I had a really honestly relaxing Christmas it was so nice I We always wake up super early on Christmas morning and open presents as a family. And I'm like especially thankful to still like live with my parents during this season because it's fun and it feels like I'm a I'm a kid still. It's so there's nothing like waking up like with your parents on Christmas, you know? Absolutely. And I difference this year is I had to set an alarm to wake myself up early Mm -hmm. to go wake them (laughs) up because I've done that since I was little so it's the tradition I wake up the whole and you're the oldest you have to be responsible and make sure that everything happens exactly it just wouldn't happen well yeah or else we'd be waking up at a reasonable hour instead of 6 a.m to open presents so yeah nobody wants definitely not your parents parents. (laughs) (laughs) they don't want that your parents do (laughs) no but uh this year we we switched up tradition a little bit because usually my mom baked makes like this big uh, Christmas breakfast. Um, but our time with our like extended family got moved up a little bit. So mm-hmm. um, my family ended up doing the breakfast thing on Christmas Eve. But we we went out to Julian fun. because my aunt and uncle live out there. And so we Julian's this fun little snowy town. Little mountain town. Yeah, just like about an hour outside of where we live in San Diego. Yes, it's so beautiful. Um, there wasn't much snow, RIP, but... Um, it was gorgeous and it was cold and we ate it's amazing super food. Yeah, you eat pie and all the yeah. good stuff. And we did like steak and potatoes oh, yum. and like a yummy like feta cheese salad. We like yum. We kind of we went all out this nice. year. It was crazy Christmas. I I will add one thing. I did host my first Christmas this year in our home, which was a massive challenge and yeah. also so much fun. It yeah. was so special just to like have 
like Will's family and the people that we love just in our house and be comfortable and watch everybody enjoying and like cook for everybody. Yeah. It felt so surreal. It was like, yeah, that's crazy. How did we get to this point? Anyway. Yeah. Like big kids. Yeah. It, it was so, so fun. But that's so great. I, that really sounds lovely. Katie. Yeah. That sounds so beautiful. It was lovely. I'm glad you got to enjoy. Yes, me too. All right. Well, this is going to be, this episode is coming out the first of the new year. It's going to mm. come out on the second. So we are going to be finishing up our Fruit of the Spirit series today, and we're going to be talking about gentleness and self-control because they actually work pretty well together. Mm -hmm. And um, we have some other fun stuff coming up that we're going to be introducing for you guys starting next week, but we wanted to make sure that we wrapped this up and that we did it well. So we're yes. going to start with gentleness, and like we always do, this is a little bit more of a word study today, but... I'm excited about this one. I was able to find so much good information and in scripture. And so this is going to be another scripture heavy one, but I think you guys are going to enjoy it. So the Greek word for gentleness used in Galatians 5.22 is prautis, prautis, something like that. <laughs> and it basically translates to mildness of disposition, gentleness of spirit, or meekness. So it is in some translations, it's just meekness. This word is used for meekness. So, um, I really wanted to, I'm going to just read this straight out of Strong's Concordance here, but the root word praos um, is really meaningful here. So I wanted to make sure that we got to dig into that a little bit. And I'm just going to read this excerpt straight out of it. So if you are like, what the heck is Strong's Concordance, go to Blue Letter Bible, which we are using pretty heavily for this series. We'll link it. We'll link it for you. But in each verse, you can see the actual like root word in the Greek lexicon for these exact words that are used in the scripture. And so it's helpful to look and see like what um, the specific word and what the root word and all that stuff. So anyway, I'm going to read this quote for you guys. Meekness towards God is that disposition of spirit in which we accept his dealings with us as a good and therefore without disputing or resisting. In the Old Testament, the meek are those wholly relying on God rather than their own strength to defend against injustice. Love that. Thus, meekness towards evil people means knowing God is permitting the injuries they inflict, that he is using them to purify his elect, and that he will deliver his elect in his time. Gentleness or meekness is the opposite of self-assertiveness and self-interest. It stems from trust in God's goodness and control over the situation. The gentle person is not occupied with self at all. This is a work of the Holy Spirit, not of the human will. So I'm curious, Katie, what is that? like stir up in you when you hear that definition? <laughs> well, it's so interesting. And I've, we talk about this all the time about how this is such a, a place where God ministers to us while yeah. we're speaking, but I'm going through a, a pretty frustrating thing at work where I have a couple of women who are making up actual, just like straight up lies about me, just like spreading like random rumors Jeez. and it's just like so not based in truth and I like rack my brain every day like how is this like what is going on like what do they stand to gain like all this stuff right when well, our, our like natural reaction yes. is to like stand up and defend ourselves well or and that's the thing and it's so funny because I really think that this episode is putting me in my place right now because I I like went home to my mom and I was like crying about it I was so upset I was like I don't even know what to do like the the woman who's like making all this stuff, she's like 50 years old. I'm like, get a life. Like <laughs> all yeah, this do you stuff. Have nothing better to do. Yeah, for real. And she like doesn't even work in my department. It's like all this stuff. And I told my mom, I was like, well, I'm going to go. I have to like go have a conversation with her and like ask, like just say, 
hey, like, maybe this is none of your business. Yeah. And my mom was like, I actually don't think you need to say anything. And I was like, nope, I need I to defend myself. Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to, like, roll over and let it happen. I, I have to defend myself. And she was just encouraging me, like, maybe maybe you don't. <laughs> like, maybe right. you don't have to. And that, like, wasn't sitting well with me. And now I'm reading this and thinking about the concept of gentleness and just, like, trusting that the Lord has it under control right and I don't have to fight Mm -hmm. (laughs) and there I've taken other routes of trying to get the situation handled and so I've I've like got my bases covered I'm good but Mm -hmm. um and so I think approaching this woman would be maybe a step I don't need to take but I'm just like (laughs) I'm reading that and thinking about this situation in life it's very applicable at the moment right for me reading this like Obviously, I would say that like in general, self-interest and self-centeredness or putting yourself first is like obviously not a Christ-like virtue Mm -hmm. in general, but like self-assertiveness, that's like a hard, that's more Mm -hmm. comfortable. That doesn't sit with me as well, where it's like, oh, I can't, you know, let's say I I know better in a situation Mm -hmm. or I know what's right. Like I can't defend myself. I can't speak up and say what I think or this is like actually been coming up recently with, with my husband and I is that there's some things where I don't, I'm not trying to be a brat. There's nothing like that, but in conversations or certain like stuff that we deal with together that I'll, he'll say something and I'll just say, Oh, well like blah, blah, blah. And give a different perspective or like, Hey, well, have you thought, have you thought about this? And kind of like asserting myself and my opinions or whatever. And he's like, can you just accept what I say sometimes? Mm. Like, can you just, can you like, actually, no, actually. Just, well, and like my first reaction is like, well, no, what if I have something to say? Yeah. And he's like, you actually don't have to say everything all the time. <laughs> and it's not like these serious things, you know, it's not yeah. these big deal issues where it's like, I should be giving my input. It's like, yeah. why do I always need to assert myself? <laughs> like, it's so silly and it's, it's so easy to do. It's so easy to yeah. do, but it's, it's like a very real thing happening right now where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not being very gentle or meek in the way that I'm (laughs) responding to him. And I, you know, I'm used to being a, like an outspoken person. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I I actually don't have to do that (laughs) all the time. And it's actually probably pretty exhausting for him. Anyway. That's too funny. Um, not like funny, haha, like, oh, like comedy, oh, but like yeah. funny, I just get it. Where you're like, I get <laughs> it get and it. I'll probably be in the same position yeah. <laughs> in a few years. Yes. Um, yeah, marriage is great for refining those things. <laughs> but this is the same word. So this like root word, praus, praus, is the root word used in First Peter 3, 4. If you've ever heard that verse about like a gentle and quiet spirit, like when it's talking about Christian conduct and women mm-hmm. specifically, that... um that's like considered beautiful as a gentle and quiet spirit. So that's not like rolls over and accepts everything for herself kind of a thing, but that's just a resting in trust in the character of God to defend you and resting in the goodness of God instead of having to control every situation you're in, which seeing it from that perspective, I'm like, Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that's, I need more of that in yeah. my life. This is also the same word used in the Beatitudes in Matthew 5 for blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. And really cool also, Jesus describes himself with this word. In Matthew eleven twenty nine. he says, take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. So when he says humble and lowly there, um, it's the same as gentle and meek. Mm-hmm. And thinking that this is a way Jesus describes himself it's like okay obviously this is a beautiful Mm -hmm. good (laughs) it's not cowardly no or or 
it doesn't make excuses for the bad things happening. It's yeah. No, that there's, there's actually great power in, Mm -hmm. in gentleness, all of this, all of these fruits of the spirit, all the beatitudes, it kind of goes hand in hand, actually. I was realizing this as I was reading, but it's this like flipped upside down kingdom idea that in the kingdom of God, in the way that God desires things to be, that things look backwards according to our worldly natural knowledge, that it looks like it doesn't make any sense and that it's not how you want to be, right? Like who wants to be lowly and meek and humble and persecuted and, Mm. you know, all of these things when everyone around you is like seeking their own all the time. But it's a powerful thing that allows for the the power and the goodness of God in the situations in our lives. And he's the one that produces that fruit. So in almost every usage for the exact word used here for gentleness in the Galatians 5.22 verse, um, in the New Testament, it is used to describe the attitude or the disposition or the heart of a believer when they're dealing with opposition, when they're dealing with discipline within the body of Christ or correction within the body of Christ, which I thought was really interesting. I would yeah. not have like said that if I was just telling you what gentleness was. Yeah. But I think it's important. I think this is worth talking about. So I'm going to take you through a few of these um, passages where this exact form of gentleness is used. And there's a few more. I think there's like three or four more of them. But pretty much all of them are specifically about correction within the church or dealing with opposition from unbelievers. So super interesting. But 1 Corinthians 4.21, this is um, Paul talking to the Corinthians and he's talking about a situation that he's, they've been kind of grumbling and complaining and he's going to, um, he's sending Timothy, but they're kind of complaining like, Oh, you're not coming yourself and all this stuff. And, um, he's correcting their attitude, but this is the very end of this chapter where he's correcting their attitude. And he's like, all right, so how do you want me to show up? So he says, what do you desire? Shall I come to you with a rod or with love and a spirit of gentleness? Like he's saying, like you have a chance here to change your attitude, to correct mm-hmm. your ways, to receive discipline, to receive correction in a way that allows for gentleness instead of like harsh discipline. Yeah. That's just an interesting one. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, but no, I, I like, I'm interested in kind of this perspective as I was reading through uh, the notes you had for this episode. I was really, I was, I'm just excited to see where you take this and I'm excited to ponder it in a new way so right. um no no exceptional <laughs> no exceptional thoughts you just have such one. good things to say that I want to make sure that you have yeah, the time to say thank them. you and then in Galatians 6 so this is right after um literally a couple verses after the fruit of the spirit but it says brethren even if anyone is caught in any trespass you who are spiritual restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness mm. each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted so this is saying if anyone is caught in any trespass, any sin, right? That we who are spiritual, who are godly, who are seeking the things of God, who are saved, that we are called to talk about that person, figure out how to handle them, deal with them harshly. No, that we're supposed to restore them, that our Mm. heart towards them should be their restoration and their good in a spirit of gentleness, which means relinquishing control over the results of the situation and trusting in the power and the goodness of God to deal with that person. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't know that that's supernatural. Mm -mm. And I think that, you know, I've watched working in a church and all this stuff. I've watched this be handled beautifully. Mm -hmm. I really have. I, you you guys know David and all this stuff that I've, I've been able to see some correction one-on-one real time kind of stuff for some, some big stuff Mm -hmm. and some little stuff. And it is a beautiful thing to watch a Christian or a leader in the, in the church, um, 
seek to restore someone yeah. in confronting their sin rather than seeking to um, like remove them, them out of fear yeah. or handle the situation or cover up any like collateral damage or whatever. Yeah. But actually like seeking their good mm-hmm. and seeking the good of the congregation at the same time. Like it's it's a beautiful thing. It's it it's so honorable. It's so godly. Yeah. Um, and I love the end of this verse too, that each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. That 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 gentleness is humility and mm-hmm. a lack of self-interest where you're saying, okay, maybe this is the chance for me to see like <laughs> are these issues for me? Is this something that I'm dealing with? Is this, am I being proud in my response to the situation? So I love that one too. Yeah. I love, I really love the concept of gentleness being restorative because it implies kind of a long process. Yes. Like you're going to be gentle. You're going to deal gently with this person for and you're going to keep dealing gently with this person. To, a lot of the time. Yes. Because it is, um, yeah it's meant to restore and it's meant to bring people back to where they're back to where they want to be. Cause you know, people don't wander away and they're like, Oh, this is so great. Like they want to be with God and in his spirit. Most of the time, some people, yeah. you know, don't, but True. I don't know. There's something so sweet about the idea of this gentleness being like a process of restoration. I don't know that. I just like that. I love it too. So 2 Timothy 2, 24 through 26, but mainly verse 25 is what we're going to focus on here, but I'm going to read the whole thing. The Lord's, and this is um, qualification for like a, a leader in the church, okay? So the Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition, if perhaps God may grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth, and then they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. So this is saying, okay, not just those who are in sin, but those who are in opposition, like those who are against you, those who are reviling you, those who are saying harsh words against you, whatever that is, those who are teaching something differently than you and saying that your way is wrong or whatever, that it is inherently important that our correction to those people is gentleness. It's humility. This one just makes me think of honestly social media. Like I'm thinking about situations and people Mm -hmm. saying stuff that's controversial or whatever and watching Christians respond. Yeah. And it always rubs me wrong, honestly, watching Christians like keyboard warrior fight Mm -hmm. on social media about stuff. I do think it's important to like tell the truth and to say what's true and to defend the truth. Um, and I, I know a lot of people who do that really well. Yeah, these, there's, very, forms. there's very constructive ways of doing that. Absolutely. I'm not saying never respond to yeah. anything and just like roll over, let people like teach heresy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I'll see like a post or something that, you know, I disagree with or I know people that I love disagree with. And I will just click on the comments because I'm like, I know what I'm about to look at. Mm-hmm. And it's this bloodbath, <laughs> this absolute bloodbath of like, correction with like this strong note of just pride and Mm -hmm. hostility and anger and hatred and hatred sometimes truly like and I Mm -hmm. there is like righteous anger Mm -hmm. absolutely there's if someone is saying something that's just like blasphemous and horrifying and like middle finger to the wind like this is just Mm -hmm. you know there's like some there's a time to be firm yeah but when someone is like opening up a conversation or expressing something, right? Usually that's not the way to approach the situation. And anyway, just the idea that, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm just going to note here because it feels like a good place. 
um, I don't think firmness and gentleness are mutually exclusive. Absolutely. And this is something I'm sure you've picked up from what we've already been saying, but I think that you can, if we look at the definition we're working with on gentleness being just like trusting that the Lord has the situation and therefore not reacting out of like a mistrust Mm -hmm. of God, um, you can still be absolutely firm in these situations and trust that you don't need to resort to mudslinging for, for God's purpose to be, for God's purposes to prevail. That's such an important point. And I think without saying it, all of these verses have said exactly that because they're talking about correction. Mm -hmm. They're saying correction, restoration, like restoring people to right thinking or right behavior Mm -hmm. is necessary. It's a given. Like these have to be things that happen in the church. We have to be able to call each other out. We have to be able to be disciplined and to receive correction and to face opposition. Mm -hmm. Like that's just part of it. That's part of growing together in community and having authority in our lives and all these things. But like we've talked about so many other things this is a posture of the heart. Yeah. That the gentleness is the, this is where you come from. It's the filter that strains exactly. everything else. Right. Well, that this, this gentleness and meekness of heart, dependency on the Lord, lack of self-interest is like the starting point. It's mm-hmm. where we should come from. Yes. In having these kinds of conversations. Um, not anger, not, you know, pride, not any of yeah. these other things. So I think that's super important. And so... Uh, one more that I want to address, and then I think we should jump to self-control. But First Peter 3.15 um, says, But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to anyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Mm-hmm. And this is one used all the time for like apologetic stuff. And yeah. It's a great verse. It's super important. That we, should, we should always be ready to give an offense. Gentleness and reverence, absolutely important. Um, and... You know, I feel like we've been reiterating this point kind of over and over in every episode that we've done, but I, it's it's necessary. It's absolutely key is that this isn't something we conjure up within mm-hmm. ourselves. If this is something that is hard for you, like, yeah, me mm-hmm. too. <laughs> this is hard for all of us. This yeah. is not at no one's natural disposition is to completely deny their self-interest yeah. or to relinquish control and trust the goodness of God when people are literally committing evil and injustice towards you. Like that's not our natural way of being, but this is a fruit of walking in the spirit. And so this is something that comes from, that comes from that well of having, having time spent with and intimacy gained with the Lord over time. So, um, be encouraged. This is something that can grow and be seen more of in your life. And it's not a switch. It's not like one day I'm gentle, you know, for the rest of my life. It's like, this is an ongoing practice of walking with the Lord. So I think that's important to remember as we go into self-control, which is another (laughs) one that we love to just buckle our bootstraps and make it happen for ourselves. And, you know, it's like something we fight for our whole life when the Lord wants to partner with us in it. (laughs) Right, right, right. So self-control, I'm not going (laughs) to... (laughs) <laughs> this, 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 I'm going to sound stupid saying the Greek word Just here. don't, girl. I'll, I'll link it. And <laughs> kritia, self-control. And this basically means the virtue of one who masters his desires and passions, especially his sensual appetites. So the root word here implies having power over something or mastery over mm-hmm. it. Um, 
I was actually just listening to shout out to the windows and mirrors podcast. We talked about that on our recommend episode, but I was listening today and they were um, talking about revelation 17 to 20 and the, um, like woman riding the beast and all this Mm -hmm. stuff. And, um, you know, she's symbolic of like Babylon, which is symbolic of like all of these pagan cultures. Right. So any culture that is like pagan and in opposition to the ways of God and oppresses his people and all this stuff. So it's not like specifically like Rome or Babylon or anything like that, but this is like a general picture. And what is like being judged is the, the people and the people of God who have like turned and like allowed their sensual appetites, which is, it's like the picture used here is like sexual, Mm -hmm. um, you know, immorality towards this like woman, not literal, obviously, yeah. like what they were, what they were pointing out in this episode was like, this has nothing to do with like sex. What this mm-hmm. has to do with as imagery throughout the entire Bible points to is that it's a, you know, prostitution of the heart, right? Mm-hmm. It's this like adultery of spirit against yeah. the Lord and turning our affection and our attention towards other things. And, um, I thought that like fit really well with what we were talking about today that we, when we have control over our sensual appetites, so, you know, wealth and materialism and sexuality and like all these other things in our lives that are rampant and prevalent in the world that we live in, um, that it honors the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it's something that he desires not to like stifle or control or make us miserable, but because he knows that he is what satisfies us. He knows that when we worship him, when we live life his way, when we do things out of obedience, that there is joy and um, like eternal, lasting, beautiful joy and intimacy with him. That is what we were made for. We were not made for these other versions yeah. of these things to satisfy us. And um, I just thought that was a good tie in here today. Yeah, As absolutely. I was driving, I was like, oh, this is cool. So there's only a couple of uses of this specific word in the New Testament. And I thought we could just address both of them because yeah. they're both really good. And so Second Peter 1, 6, and we're going to read verses 5 through 9. So Katie, if you want to read this. Yeah. Now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. I love this verse. Yeah. I love this verse. And it's such a perfect tie-in to the fruit of the Spirit that it's it's this this layout, this perfect (laughs) design of this morality, this like way of living isn't just to like follow these certain rules or to follow this procedure um, exactly like thing to thing to thing, but it's because they render you useful. They render you, um, they prove your understanding of, of Christ. Like lacking these things shows that you've forgotten what Christ has done for you. Yeah which is heavy. Like that's, that's a hard thing to, that's a hard pill to swallow, a hard thing to face. And I thought it was interesting, kind of the, the, you know, path in this, of this. this, right. this, then this. Exactly. Yeah. And so it starts with faith, right. And then moral excellence mm. and then knowledge. Right. And we can, we, like, I, even as I'm thinking about this, I can see this, like 
track in my own life of right yeah. then you get this knowledge and you like know and you understand everything um right but then yeah. that's nothing every single right thing. yeah all of a sudden you're a genius but then that's that knowledge is worthless without self-control yes right that that self-control and mastery over our like desires mm-hmm. um then allows us to have perseverance and then that perseverance produces godliness. And then that godliness produces the kindness and the love that we have been talking about in mm-hmm. these fruits of the spirit. And I mean, it's just such a beautiful picture. I love the part of this verse where it says, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing. Increasing, yes. So this is something that you don't win. Yes. You know, you don't reach the final boss. I have like, I'm good, yeah. <laughs> like this is I something. I love my brother. I'm good. Exactly. Like this is something ever increasing and the Lord can expand your capacities for each of these things. And I think that that is like, that's the summary of the Christian walk. I feel like this verse and this idea of starting with faith and it yeah. producing this trust in the Lord and this uh, self-sacrifice and then being effective for the kingdom and yeah. continuing to produce these things yes. and continuing to be effective. Yeah. I think it's a, I love this passage because it's just, it's so all encompassing. Yeah. It's, it's really beautiful. And so this next one, Titus one, eight, we're going to read verses seven through nine. Um, this is talking about the qualifications for an overseer. So this is like an elder or somebody that's in like high leadership in the church. This says for the overseer must be above reproach as God's steward not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not addicted to wine, not pugnacious, love that word, (laughs) not fond of sordid gain, but hospitable, loving what is good, sensible, just, devout, self-controlled, holding fast the faithful word, which is in accordance with the teaching, so that he will be able to both exhort in sound doctrine and to refute those who contradict. Mm. Um, I, like, always love that there's such clear outlines in scripture of like what is appropriate yeah in leadership and it's also amazing to me like what who makes it in yeah <laughs> yeah how, how quickly we can forget yeah or make excuses and you know I think it all has to do with our lean and bent in general at this time in history towards hyper grace and some things are just allowed in places and position of leadership that there's just no room. There's no room yeah. for it. <laughs> like, okay, let's go back to scripture. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no room at all. And I mean, even there's in a couple of verses before this talking about like what like their family should look like and their children should honor them. And mm-hmm. like the, those things are the like, like the specific the proofs in the pudding. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I just, I love this, that when you like all of these things that it's talking about in the life of an overseer, not being self-willed, not being quick tempered, not an alcoholic, right? Not, mm-hmm. um, they're hospitable, they're sensible, they're just and devout that all of that's kind of fruit of self-control that mm-hmm. those things come from, um, mastery over sensual appetites yeah. over an appetite towards, you know, material gain or alcohol or any of these things, right? Mm-hmm. That mastery, is a good thing. Like it's actually something that is godly. And this is a hard one. I'm curious to like hear your experience with this. I like tend towards, I don't know how to say this. Like I, I, I'm attracted Mm -hmm. to self mastery. Like I'm attracted to self-improvement or, um, you know, at different times in my life, it's looked different ways where it's like, I, like as a student, I'm going to be the best I can possibly be. Mm -hmm. Or, um, 
in like working out, like I'm going to work out six days a week and I'm going to control every calorie that I eat, like the different, different times in my life. Like it's taken these different forms and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my house is going to look perfect. And all these things are going to happen. Like I am drawn towards those things yeah. and self-control as a fruit of the spirit in line with like the meekness and the humility. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it seems like a hard balance to strike at times in my life. Like I can find myself swinging one direction or the yeah. other. Um, is this something that you deal with? I think that I might be the opposite side of okay. coin. Yeah. Um, because I, I don't care to like, I don't know if find excellence is the right way to put it, but I'm a little bit more just like, go with the flow. Right. Um, and so I'm not like, I want to master this area and I'm, I'm like really okay with things being like imperfect. Mm -hmm. And like, it was so funny. I think I was honestly making a graphic for the podcast, Mm -hmm. like, and I was with one of my friends and I posted it. And after I posted it, I realized like something on it was like a little bit crooked. Yeah. And I went, gosh, darn it. I posted it and it's crooked. And, and I was like, whatever, people can literally deal with it. (laughs) And my friend goes, that's my favorite thing about you that, you know, some people are perfectionists and you are whatever the absolute opposite of a perfectionist is. And I was like, no, because literally if we look at the situation, I posted a graphic for a random Instagram account on a random day and one little part of it was crooked and if somebody literally has beef with that as an adult they need to get it together (laughs) like I but that's like kind of my philosophy in like all of life (laughs) I don't know if you guys so much this might be too niche but I don't know if you guys have seen the memes where it's like there's like a complaint like somebody will post a complaint and then it'll like zoom out until you can see like the whole world and it's supposed to be like (laughs) this is how small your complaint is and um if I find one I'll put it on our Instagram but um, that's kind of how I feel in general. Yeah. And so I feel like I could use more self-control in some of these areas because a lot of, I'm like, whatever, I'm kind of a free spirit when it comes to a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. And, um, that served me well in some areas, but in others it's, I'm, I'm okay to sit in my own imperfection for a little bit too long. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it's interesting I, I've seen the fruit of self-control in my life in areas that I've done well in this, um, or the Holy Spirit has <laughs> done well in this. Mm-hmm. And, but there are definitely areas of my life. I think about even just like how messy my room is all the time. My poor sister, I yeah. share a room with my sister still and she, my poor sister, I, ugh, <laughs> my room is so messy. <laughs> but I think about stuff like that where like I need to have the self-control to like set aside time to do that. And, and these aren't like spiritual tasks, but it's the idea. It's the principle that I have not mastered my own like disorganization. And so I think that there's a few areas of my life that I can think of off the top of my head that I'm like, I, I could use more, I could use more of like what you have in this area. (laughs) You don't want it. Just a sliver of it, just the healthy part of it. I love that this is something we're so opposite in. Yes. But I also, it's so, it's funny though, because sometimes the like, the fruit of both of yes. those things looks the same. Yes. And I love too that it's like, let's meet in the middle here. Yeah. Because there's something so like healthy right in the middle yes. of what we're talking about. Exactly. And I, gosh, this, there's just, I've had so much reflection mm-hmm. lately. Um, Just, there's been some 
stuff coming up with people I knew when I was younger and watching them like talk about things that I thought we both experienced together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? Like, I, I, that's yeah, not that's how, how I remember, remember it. <laughs> yeah, those kind of those kind of things and like church stuff specifically. Yeah. And it's really caused me I, like it's it's been bugging me. It's been this like thorn in my shoe mm-hmm. all the time. And poor poor Will, I think he's like tired of talking about it. But he's I, like, I like, get it. <laughs> right. No, but I'm I'm like hashing these things over yeah. and over and over in my head. Just like I have like grown so much since like these experiences and these um these times of my life and like am I am I harsh like have I been these things am I like whatever and I I I can see at points in my life when this I'm drawn more towards legalism Mm -hmm. like in my heart yeah I love rules I love like doing things the right way Mm -hmm. I think there's a right way to do everything Mm -hmm. right and that has like softened so much in me as we've talked about it, but like as life has crushed me in so many ways, <laughs> yes, I have like been truly softened and am like embarrassed sometimes to think about like the things that I've been so hard line on that I, I have just, a story to share when you're done. That, that <laughs> That'll make so, you feel better. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I, I'm really trying now in my adulthood and in my humility of life having hit me in the face over and over again like what is the healthy healthy way and I think that this becomes clearer and clearer the less that you focus on the things themselves and the more that you like seek the face of Christ and the more that you actually spend time in his word and the more that you actually like pray and Mm -hmm. glorify him for who he is and um like those just those simple practices of, of a life following God so just to say if you're like me, I understand you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's probably caused you great suffering. It's probably caused Ooh. the people around you great suffering. <laughs> and it's okay to be knocked down a few pegs yeah. sometimes. It really is. Absolutely. Sorry, go ahead. No, I just like a funny story because I just, I resonate with that a lot. Yeah. And it's funny because I think that I overcorrected from like that legalism into like a weird like fairyland for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so like now I'm like, we're back, we're back into somewhere in the middle. But I remember there was this kid in junior high and we were not allowed to have our phones um, in class. (laughs) And (laughs) were you the sheriff? I (laughs) apparently (laughs) I, I decided. Yeah. And this poor kid, he brought his phone into class. He had it in his pocket and I saw it and he saw that I saw it and was so frustrated because he knew, he knew what I was <laughs> like. in town. He knew what I was like. And I went up to him. Oh, I, I your can't face even, right now. I can't even <laughs> share. I have secondhand embarrassment for you. I went up to him oh my gosh. and I said, I'm not going to say anything, <laughs> but I hope you feel convicted to do the right thing next time. You're his Holy Spirit. I was... <laughs> I came in full. I was like, it's God the Father, God the Son, and Katie Jones right now. Yeah. Um, because it's so you amazing. need to not. Well, and uh, your you know cell what's phone so, in class. Do like, you know really? what's so funny, though, is that that's like easy. And then, like you're saying, like you can't clean your room. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's the For crazy real. pride and blindness yes. of this all, where I think gentleness and self control are beautiful yeah. together. Like they're beautiful together because. Man, that self-control can lead to so much pride, but that mastery and yeah. that that control of your sensual desires and all of that stuff is so beautiful when combined with humility and trust mm-hmm. in the Lord. And Absolutely. Like that humility and meekness without any like strength <laughs> behind mm-hmm. it can be wishy-washy, right? But like all of these, just to wrap it all up, 
all of these fruit of the spirit in combination with each other are so powerful. Like it is such a powerful tool for the kingdom of God. We should yeah. all be operating in these things in an increasing capacity, just yes. like as in that first Peter verse. But man, I I'm glad to be on this journey with you. Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a humbling one. And yeah. It's a good one. And <laughs> I'm yeah. feeling good leaving today. Yeah, you know, me too. Me too. Plenty of work to do. Absolutely. <laughs> Always. All right. Well, we are so thankful to have shared another morning with you. And uh, sad to see this Fruits of the Spirit series end. It's been so fun, but excited for what's coming up ahead. If you want to have a first row seat, front row seat, if you want to have a front row seat to the things coming up on this podcast, uh, make sure to find us where we're at. And that is Instagram at the Katie's podcast. And then also our email at the Katie's podcast at gmail.com. And we would really love to talk to you on both of those platforms. We would. Yeah. And we love you. We love you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All the things. A whole brand new year to yes. just stare in the face and yes. deal with day by day. Uh-huh. Excited to Absolutely. do it with you guys. Can't wait. We will talk to you next week. Right. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.